We thank God for you joining us uh, this morning as we talk about going to the next level. Uh, not only the graduates, but we as believers. I believe in my spirit, and me and some old pastors, we've been talking, that this pandemic is doing nothing but strengthening the church. Is doing nothing but making us spiritually more revived, more stronger, and giving us direction. I'm appreciative of what God is doing in this virus. Yes, my heart aches and my heart hurts to hear about loved ones and people who have been affected and have passed on. I, I even got word the other night about one of my uh, family members was affected. But to God be the glory. I prayed for them. And the next day they say they start feeling better. So we give God the glory. I want to read something to you because every one of us going to our next level. Every one of us who trust God, we're going to another level. But before we go to that physical level, we must go to that spiritual level first. Let me read this to you. Today is your day to dust off your dreams and bring them back to life. Let me say that again. Today is your day to dust off your dreams and bring them back to life. Watch this. Gone are the days of complacency. Gone are the days of fear. Gone are the days of doubt. You have been delayed long enough. I got to say that one more time. You have been delayed long enough. Watch this. God has placed a wonderful purpose within the fabric of your being. Over the past 10 years, you have been slowly discovering who you are and who Christ is in you. Through difficult times, you learn that you are tenacious and that God is, in, is an encourager to the weak. Through your joyful times, you learn that you are worthy of God's peace and purpose and that God's plan for you is the best plan. So keep that in mind. Your days of complacency are over. The virus may not be over. But you are not done. It's time for you to go to your next level in your spiritual walk and, and, and in your physical walk, in your mental walk. God want to elevate you. But keep this in mind. And his elevation is not just for you to hold on to. It's for you to pass it on. God want to elevate you so you can pass that gift on to be a blessing to somebody else. God is not giving you double portion for you to sit back and enjoy it. But he's giving you double portion so you can share with somebody else. So I pray that this message today bless you and encourage you and that you'll go to your next level starting right now. Go ahead and say it in your, out of your mouth. I'm going to my next level. Hallelujah. Now let's look at something. Let's look at something. I want to show you something in Isaiah 43, verse 18 through 19. I pray God let me teach this thing because I get happy when I start talking about his word. Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. Also, Genesis 1, 28. I want to show you eventually four steps to your next level. I'm going to show you four steps and four scriptures that's going to help you in your next level. Now, so I want to give you three practical steps to your next level. Remember this now. There's four steps that I want to give you to your next level with scripture. And I want to give you three practical steps to your next level. I want to repeat it again. I want to give you four steps to your next level with scripture. And I want to give you three practical steps to your next level. So you got to pay attention now. Now watch this. Isaiah 43, verse 18 through 19. And also Genesis 1, verse 28. And then we're going to look at Exodus 
Exodus 14 chapter, verse 10 through 14. Watch what it says in Isaiah 43, verse 18. Forget the former things. Uh -huh. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do, not do you not perceive it? Mm -hmm. I am making a way in the wilderness yeah. and streams in the wasteland. Read that again. Verse 18. Forget the former things. Don't. What it says? Forget the former things. Forget what was holding you back. Forget who was holding you back. Don't allow your mind to become a brick. Don't allow your mind to become a stone. When you throw a stone into the water, it sinks. Don't let your mind sink you. It's time for you to go to your next level. You got to quit doubting. You got to quit uh, 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 throwing up uh, hesitation. You got to quit allowing bricks to be thrown in your face. You are your own enemy. You are not going or not prospering because of your own thought process. You know, I, I, I was thinking about somebody recently in reference to them having a place to stay and, and, and they told me they were staying in a hotel for five days. And I said to myself, I said, I pray that they don't wait to day five to look for somewhere to stay. I pray that you on day one, when you realize you had to go into the hotel on day one, day one, I'm looking. I'm not going to allow myself to get comfortable and wait to the last minute and thank God going to bless me in the last. God want to bless you in the first. You got to have a mind to want to go get it. You got to have a mind to want to be better. You got to have a mind to say, I'm going to get what God has for me. I'm not going to allow myself to be a brick in my own head. I'm not going to sink myself. See, nobody can hold you down. You can hold yourself down. You got to tell yourself, I'm somebody. I don't care what the doctors say, what disease I have. I don't care what aches and pains I have. I don't care what education level I have. If God is with me, who can be against me? I said I wasn't going to preach this thing, but y'all about to push me here. What verse 18 says again? Forget the former thing. Yeah. Do not dwell on the past. Look what the Bible says. Forgetting the formal things. Why linger in the X? Why linger in the past? There's too much God has for you. The Bible says in Jeremiah, he says, I'm thinking good thoughts about you. I'm planning something for you. But, but, but now, if you're thinking about the past, you can't get what God got for you in the future. Read that verse 18 again. Forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. Don't dwell. Quit living in the past. Quit thinking so much about the past. Well, my mama died and my daddy died. My sister died. They all had diabetes. And I believe I'm going to have diabetes. Man, stop that. That's a curse of the of generation. I don't care if you got diabetes or don't have diabetes. You're a child of God. That's all that matters. And who God is for, it don't matter what you got. It don't matter what your ancestors had. Long as God is for me, who can be against me? I'm going to keep preaching that thing right there. Read, reader. Amen, chairs. Come on, somebody. Read, reader. Forget the former thing. Yes. Do not dwell on the past. Don't dwell on the past. Quit getting a chair and sitting in your past. Stop unfolding your past. Let the past be the past. Okay, yes, you messed up in the past. Okay, yes, you had a child out of wedlock. Yes, you had two or three children. Yes, you didn't finish your high school diploma. Yes, you didn't finish your college degree. Yes, you didn't. Okay, that's all yeses, but you got a new yes now. God is favoring you. Yes. God is with you. Yes. God is pushing you. Yes. God love me. Somebody say yes. Read, read them. Forget the former things. Forget the past. Do not dwell on the past. Don't dwell. Well, I thank God for calling me. You think? Go ahead and operate. 
Don't, don't sit and think. You, see, the enemy wants you to keep pondering and, and wondering and, and, and doubting. Go ahead and move, man. Move in what God is telling you to move in. But see, now, if you want to move in the direction that God wants you to move in, you got to be around somebody who's in, in that field, somebody that can mentor you. Quit trying to be your own God. Quit trying to be your own mentor. Quit trying to be your own teacher. Whatever you're trying to go into, God has already placed somebody in that field that can help you get better. Read. Do not dwell on the past. Yes. See, I am doing a new thing. What you say? See, I am doing a new thing. What God say? I am doing a new thing. You living in the past and God said, I'm doing something new. You living in yesteryear and God said, I'm living in tomorrow. We got to face what God is facing. You got to, I, I said something uh, last Thursday and, and to, on my call is prayer call about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal the thoughts of God. The Holy Spirit comes to reveal the mind of God. So what are you saying, Pastor? God is telling us through the Holy Spirit, through his word, I'm thinking something new. Wait a minute, I don't even think nothing new about myself every day, but he's God. And if God is thinking something new about me, I need to operate in that mindset. And, and Romans 12 and 2 talks about renewing your mind because your mind can get stagnant. Your mind can get lazy. Your mind can get fearful. But God is saying, I'm thinking something new about you. Wait a minute, God. You, you Wait a minute. I can't even phantom you thinking something new about me. And I don't even think nothing new about myself. Every moment, God is thinking something new. You, you know, I, I was sitting down plotting the other day. I said, man, when I get a lot of money, I ain't say if. I said when. So you got to talk like that. I ain't saying if I get a lot of money. I'm saying when I get a lot of money. I've already planned, plotted in my head how I'm going to bless certain people. I've already plotted in my head how I'm going to help certain people. Now watch this. Now some, certain people I have already plotted and planted to bless in a rich way. But they done showed me something that I shouldn't, I shouldn't have seen. That wasn't prosperous for them or for me. You were too negative. You, you were too doubtful. You were too hateful. You were too mean. So now what I had planned for you just got diminished. I, wait a minute. Now, this is what I'm talking about giving you down the road. But because the way you acting right now, you ain't going to even get down the road blessing. So God is saying the way you act right now will determine what you're going to get down the road. So you need to please God, worship God, follow God, give to God, honor God. And guess what? You're getting ready to get an overflow, baby. I wish I had some overflows in here. You're getting ready to get an overflow. So if I'm thinking like this for my own children, what I would do for them when I get it, I'm already plotting. I said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to pay this off. I'm going to pay that off when I get the money. Watch this. God ain't talking about when he going to get something. God already got it. I'm serving a God who already got it. God got all wisdom. God got all strength. God got all power. God got all resources. Why am I trying to serve a God who ain't got that? You ought to serve the one who got everything, who owns everything. He owned the virus. That's why I ain't walking in fear, because he owned the virus. He tell the virus who to attack. He tell the virus who to get out the way. Watch what it says, verse 18 again. Forget the former things. Forget what? The former things. Forget the past. Do not dwell on Come on, say it. Forget the past. Forget the past. I wish we can go back into the building. Well, we in the building. It's called the praise building. You ain't got to be in the house, but be in the praise moment. 
We keep trying to get back into our old, I just wish we can go back. What if we never can come back? God ought to still ought to be elevated. If we can't never come back in the building, God don't get stagnant in our praise. God don't get stagnant in our giving. Ain't nothing changing about me. I'm still going to give him glory. Read. Forget the former things. Yes. Do not dwell on the past. Don't dwell. Boy, you know, I think I need y'all to come back. Because y'all making me preach harder when y'all ain't him. <laughs> watch what it say, Rita. See, I am doing a new thing. Uh-huh. Now it springs up. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says now. I'm doing something new. Watch. He said, first of all, read that verse 19 again. See, I am doing a new thing. Uh-huh. Now it springs up. Is springing up. Do you not perceive it? Now the question is, do you not see it? Do you not see God springing something up in you in a virus situation? Do you not see God is springing up something new in you while things are down? Wait a minute. That prophecy getting ready to come to pass while we home. Quarantine. That healing getting ready to come to pass while we home. Quarantine. That miracle getting ready to come to pass while we home quarantine. God doing something in the quarantine. You got to see what he says. He says, I'm doing a new thing. Don't you see? It's springing up. He asks you a question. Don't you see it? Oh, no, Pastor, I don't see it. Some kind of way, you done mixed the world into your walk. If you can't see, and I ain't talking about see what you're natural. I'm talking about see out of your spiritual. I, I, boy, God, you up to something. Ooh, God, you up to something. These people want to go back out and party, but God, you getting ready to pour out a double portion of your spirit. God, you moving up in him. I'm going to lay hands on the sick, even though I can't touch him, but I can speak from here to there in the name of Jesus. See, my loved one called me from Atlanta and said, Dad, I, I'm, I'm sick. Dad, I got a fever. Dad, I'm coughing. Dad, I got all the symptoms. I said, baby, in the name of Jesus. We rebuke that spirit in the name of Jesus. You're going to be healed. God ain't going to let me sit up here and worry about you all day. You're going to be healed. I speak it. See, that's the miracle God want to pour out on you. That you can speak over people's lives and they get healed. Not you get a pocket full of money and, and, and oh, if I got a pocket full of money, I can do something. Watch this. We all on the same playing field now, rich and poor. We all on the same playing field. What good are you having a lot of money? You can't spend it. What good are you having a whole pocket full of money, a bank full of money, and you can't even go nowhere to do nothing with it? Because you got to understand something about money. You use it to get pleasure. Right now, you can't get no pleasure because you got to stay home. <laughs> can't go nowhere. You can't do nothing. So we all on the same playing field, rich and poor. Look how God do it. He put us all on the same playing field. Now nobody can't use you. And God says, don't you see it springing up? I'm getting ready to do a new thing. Not just in the Christian body, but you ought to walk in expectancy that God getting ready to do something in me. God getting ready to do a miracle within me. Watch what he say, Rita. Now it springs up. Uh-huh. Do you not perceive it? He says, as it sprang up, don't you see it? I am making wait a minute. Don't you wait a minute? You mean to tell me you don't see this miracle? You don't see what God is doing in this time. Are you sitting at home worried and crying? Don't you see what God's doing right now? Man, I'm on another level right now. Don't you see what God is doing? Read. I am making a way in the wilderness. Look what he says. He's making a way in a dry place. I'm making a way in a quarantine. I'm making a way in COVID-19. 
I'm making a way. And watch this. And the world going to get worse and we going to get better. Ooh. Ooh. Ain't that powerful? Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm like the next man. Every now and then my flesh rises up because I want some pleasure in my flesh. I want to go out of town. I want to go to the beach. But I'm scared to be around certain people. I'm, I'm like the next man. I'm wondering, when can I come outside? When can I go and play? I'm like the next man. But then I have to think about God is doing something on the inside of me more so than he's doing on the outside of me. Read that verse 19 again. See, I am doing a new thing. Yes. Now it springs up. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? Don't you comprehend what I'm doing in this virus? Don't you comprehend it? Don't get worried because CNN broadcasting. Don't get worried because they can't find a virus, vaccine. Don't get worried if the virus lasts for years. I'm doing a new thing. What you're saying, Pastor? Throughout all the turmoil, throughout all the trials, throughout all the pain, know this. God is in control. Read. I am making a way in the wilderness. I'm making a way. Watch this. You can't even see because the forest is thick. The trees are thick. The pain is thick. The problems are thick. And God is saying, I'm making a way in the wilderness. God is making a way for you to walk. Even though you can't see, God said, I'm making a way. That's why the scripture says, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. So guess what? Every step I take, God got it. Every move I make, you know the song, God got it. <laughs> God got me. When I don't understand, God got it. When I'm confused, I know God got it. When I'm worried, I know God got it. I'm not going to sit here and let myself be defeated in a situation when God say, I'm making a way through the forest. And what else he making? And streams in the wasteland. Wait a minute. Ain't no water, but I'm going to bring water. While you're looking at a dry place, God says, don't you see the water? While you're looking at the forest, don't you see the path? God say, through the virus, can't you see the healing? You got to see what God see. God ain't limited, and we ain't either. Read. That's it. Mm -hmm. Give me that next verse, next book. Genesis 1, 28. He's talking about moving forward. When you look at Philippians, and now you look at Genesis, he's talking about moving forward. Genesis what? 1, 28. What it says? God blessed them uh -huh. and said to them. What did he say to Adam and Eve? Be fruitful and increase in number. Look what he says to Adam and Eve. He's, and watch this. God's word ain't changing. Adam and Eve did. My daughter sent me a letter, and my daughter said in the letter, she says, nothing changed, but everything's different. I took that for the scripture here. I says, God ain't changing. And he even told us, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. The Bible said, God said, I ain't changing. But because of the way you respond, things are different. He ain't changing. So what, what, you, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying stay hooked up to who ain't changing. He said he's going to make a way in a wilderness that you can't even see through. He said he's going to put a water in a dry place that you say is dead. God know how to bring stuff back to life. Now watch what he says in Genesis 1. God blessed them and said to them. What he said? Be fruitful and increase in number. God said to Adam and Eve. Be what? Fruitful. He said to them, be fruitful. Now, if he speak fruit, if he speak increase, it's got to happen. 
He just told us, I'm doing a new thing in you. So it's got to happen. But wait a minute. It don't change. It's how I respond to it that does. God's word ain't changing. He told me I'm going to the next level. Guess what? I ain't looking to go to where I'm already at. Let me say that again. I ain't looking to go to where I'm already at. What are you saying, Pastor? I've already spoke next level. I'm already there. See, we think the next level is your house paid off. Because you won't get in debt. You won't get another house and get another debt. You think having a car paid off, oh, that's the next level. No, no, you will get another debt car. I call it a debt car. Credit cards paid off. You're going to find a way to get back in credit card debt. But your spirit, a spirit God wants to come into a flesh man through his spirit, through his soul to give him increase. What is it that God want to increase me in? How about more prophecy? How about he give you a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge for somebody called increase? How about you speak over the sick and they get healed? How about you lay hands on something and they become whole again? Everything should not be in your mentality about the physical. It should be the spiritual. What is God want to do through me? How do God want to elevate me to the next level? Watch what it says, reader. Be fruitful and increase in number. Yes. Fill the earth. What he says? Fill the earth. He said increase and fill the earth. Wait a minute. So that tells me something in this verse. There's some emptiness. There's some void somewhere. And God want to fill you to fulfill that void. You got to quit being selfish and think it's all about what I want. I, I don't know. I don't think I'm called. I can't do that. Stop with your craziness and operate in what God is saying through your life. God is saying, I want to fulfill a void. There's something wrong on the earth. And I want to use you to fulfill that void. I'm showing this virus. I'm bringing this virus just so I can show you the void in the earth. Ask God to reveal to you what's in your neighborhood that you need to fulfill. What's in your house that you need to fulfill? What's on your job you need to fulfill? What's in your church you need to fulfill? God is revealing there's a sickness on the earth, and I'm bringing you to bring healing. Read, reader. Fill the earth and subdue it. He tells Adam and Eve, fill the earth, subdue it. That means take control of it. Read. Rule over the fish in the sea. Rule, take authority over the sea. And the birds in the sky. Wait a minute. You can't fly. But you got to take authority. You can't swim, but you got to take authority. You can't even take, wait a minute, you can't even walk the whole earth. And yet he tell you to take authority. God is telling you to take authority over something that's out of your control. Something that's too big for you. The sky too big for you. The water too big for you. The earth is too big for you. But it ain't too big for God. Just because you physically can't go, verbally you can this ministry is all in Thailand. I got a young lady that watches faithfully from Thailand. A man watches faithfully from California. Another one watches us faithfully from another country. Africa, watching us faithfully. Why? Because God's word ain't stagnant to Raleigh, North Carolina. Watch what it says. Rule over the fish in the sea. Read. And the birds in the sky. Yes. And over every living creature that moves on the ground. Read. That's it. Okay, go to Genesis. Did I call Genesis? Okay, let's look at something else. I want to show you something in uh, Exodus, Exodus 14 and 10. This is what we don't want to be. We don't want to be in Exodus 14 and 10 through 14. We definitely don't want to be like Lot, Lot's wife. God told Lot, don't y'all look back. Now watch this. And, and, and I, I wrote it down. Uh, you can read it for your homework later. In Genesis 19, Genesis 19, verse 15 through 26. You read that for your homework later. God told Lot, he said, get your family. 
out of Sodom and Gomorrah because Sodom and Gomorrah is wicked. And God said, I'm sick of them. I'm going to destroy them. The Bible say Lot is pondering around, going from room to room, trying to figure out what clothes he want to pack. And the Bible say God got tired of waiting on him. And the angel went and snatched Lot up by his hand, grabbed Mrs. Lot and grabbed the children. He didn't grab the husbands because the husbands was gay. The husbands, then they laughed at Lot. They laughed at their father-in-law. When the father-in-law tried to give them a word of prophecy, they laughed at him. Some people going to laugh at you. That's why you're afraid because you don't want nobody laughing at you. You want people to take you serious. But let me tell you something. You can be validated with a laugh. Where people picking at you is a validation. Where people shaking their head at you is a validation. Everything in about you said, everybody in agreement with me. If everybody in agreement with you, you may not be called. But the Bible say, Lot kept pondering and playing around in the house. And the scripture says, and the angels grabbed him by the hand and snatched him out of Sodom and Gomorrah because he was taking too long to move. Could God be sending this virus? And the reason why this virus ain't moving fast enough is because you taking too long to move. God going to keep the virus all around until you move. What you're saying, pastor, you mean to tell me that, that this virus is my fault? Could it be? Could it be that God attacked the whole world because of you? Could it be that you refused to do God's will so he'll hurt the whole house? You can be the curse or the blessing of your house based on how you respond to God. And the Bible say, and Lot was plunging around, playing around, and the angel told him, he said, y'all come on out of here. God getting ready to destroy this place. Come on out of here. And Lot playing around, walking around, getting, getting clothes and trying to pack stuff up. And the Bible say, the angel snatched him by the hand and his daughters and his wife, and took him outside, and then got him outside the house. He said, now, don't you turn around. And the Bible says, and Lot's wife heard the commotion, heard the screams, and turned around. What are you saying, Pastor? Through the hurt, through the pain, don't you turn around. Through the disappointments, don't you turn around. Through the like, don't you turn around. Through the frustration, you bet not turn around. I don't care what screams you hear. I don't care what your body is saying. But don't you turn around because God said he's doing a new thing. If God doing a new thing, you'd bet not turn around. Watch what the Bible says in Gen what I call Exodus. Exodus 14 verse 10. What Exodus 14 10 says. As Pharaoh approached, uh -huh. the Israelites looked up. As the problems approached, the children of God looked at it. And there were Egyptians marching after them. And the trouble was coming after the children of God. They were terrified. The problem was you looked at the problem instead of looking at the problem solver. You looked at what was coming versus looking at who was in control. Take your eyes off of Corona and put your eyes on Christ. The Corona, the Bible says, we say the Corona attacks the lungs. Jesus attacks the soul. Give him something to work with. This flesh is decaying. That's all the virus can do is attack the flesh, but it can't bother my soul. Because my mind made up. Read. As Pharaoh approached. As Pharaoh, as the trouble came near. The Israelites looked up. What happened? And there were the Egyptians marching after them. Read. They were terrified. Oh, they got scared because they saw the enemy coming close. Read. And cried out to the Lord. What did they say? They said to Moses. What did they say to them? Watch this. They won't talk to God. You want to talk to the pastor. Read. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt? And because I'm telling you, you're going to make it. Things might get a little worse because I'm telling you what God told me to tell you. 
it's already better. But because the things are happening in your life that made you upset. You say, Pastor, I listened to your word. I believe your word. No, you didn't believe my word. You believe me. And if you believe me, I'm temporary. But if you believe who sent me, that's permanent. See, the problem is we got too many people believing the pastor, but you ain't believing who, who the pastor been sent by. God sent me. So you ain't supposed to believe in me because I can fail you. You're supposed to believe in the one that sent me. Now watch what it says. This is powerful. Read it again. They said to Moses. They said, watch this now. You won't speak to your problem, but you sure got a, ain't got a problem talking to the Christian believer. You won't speak to your situation. And the Bible told you life and death is in the power of your tongue. You won't talk to your problem, but you ain't got a problem talking to another believer and downing them because you upset. When a believer tried to tell you, it's going to get, I was talking to a believer this week. I said, hey, man, it's going to get better. Just hang in there. I already know, Rev. I know that. I know that. But you don't understand. Wait a minute. I'm preaching hope. And you're going to tell me I don't understand hope when you want to keep talking about your problem. So guess what I did with all these jewels, with all these nuggets, with all this anointing on my life. When I see what God doing in my life, I see how God working in my life. And you don't want to listen. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to shut heaven up. What you just say, Pastor? I'm going to use my mouth because life and death is in the power of my tongue. God going to honor my tongue. And since you don't want to listen to me, I'm going to shut heaven up. I'm not going to speak over you when you are speaking me. Read, Rita. They said to Moses. What they said to Moses. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt? Wait a minute. There were graves in Egypt. See what happened when the enemy gets get your mind? He make you think it's more part. You, you, you were doing better in the club. You were doing better shacking. You were doing better selling drugs. No, you wasn't. Read. Was it because there were no graves in Egypt uh -huh. that you brought us to the desert to die? See, it's amazing. When you are in sin and when you're doing wrong, the first person you want to attack is the, is the Christian. When you are messing up, ain't nobody tell you to have sex. But you ain't cussing out the sex partner. Ain't nobody tell you to take them drugs. But you ain't cussing out the drug dealer. Ain't nobody tell you to drink that liquor and get high and get drunk. But you ain't cussing out the ABC liquor store. But as soon as the rep come and tell you, hey, stop doing that. Now, son, you want to cuss me out. You want to down me. Ain't nobody perfect, rep. Everybody got flaws. Tell that to the drug man. Next time you go get some drugs, tell the drug man. Ain't nobody perfect. Next time you lay down and have sex and you ain't married, tell that sex partner. Ain't nobody perfect. God going to judge us. Say that to him. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Read, Rita. What have you done to us by bringing Isn't us? Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? I can't even see you. And God is speaking to your situation through me. And I can't even see you. It's the Holy Ghost. Because God is everywhere at the same time. And you're saying, oh, man, I'm going to this, cut this off. You can't cut it off now. You're stuck. Read, reader. What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? What have you done, Reverend, by bringing us out of Egypt? And they talk in this way because trouble coming. You're talking negative because trouble coming. I ain't got nowhere to stay. That's trouble. But don't talk negative. I just lost my job. Don't talk negative. My husband and wife just left me. But don't talk negative. I got pain in my body. I wonder if I got the coronavirus. Don't talk negative. Be careful what you allow to come out your mouth. Watch what it says. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Wait a minute now. I'm trying to get you out of bondage. 
and you're going to tell Moses, hey, let me tell you, let me tell wait a minute. If you wanted to stay, why did you leave? Can't get nobody. If you, you wanted to leave that bad situation, I'm just like that angel towards Lot. I'm going to pull you out today. But you better want to stay out. Watch what it say. Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Yes. Let us serve the Egyptians. Let, let, us, let, us, let us be a slave. We, we like being slaves. We, we, we have, my mama didn't die in Egypt. My daddy didn't die in Egypt. Leave me alone, Reverend. Read. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians. Look what, look what happened. Because God ain't, ain't being a flunky to you. God want to bless you. God don't want to be a flunky, a prostitute for you. God don't want to move when you tell him to move. God want to move because you honor him to move. Quit allowing bad situations to get you out of pocket. Just because, you, you know, I got a homeless lady, a lady and her son homeless came up here and gave her tithes, not paid. I don't believe in paying tithes. That sounds like a bill. No, I'm giving my tithes. That lady gave her tithes and then made her son give his, give his tithes. And I checked on her yesterday. She said, I'm still homeless, but I'm looking around. I'm still looking. And I looked around and tried to find some place for her myself. But she didn't give up. And she even said, I'm getting frustrated. That's all right. There's nothing wrong with getting frustrated, but keep moving. You're going to the next level. You've got to have some pressing moments. You've got to have some frustrating moments. But then when you get to the other side, you can look back and say, look where God brought me from. <clears throat> Read, Rita. It would have been better for us to serve mm. the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to stay in bondage. Than to die in the desert. So you think going to the next level going to make you die? God trying to carry you to another level and you scared? You know, <clears throat> I, I, was, I was talking to God the other day. And I, I, you got to be careful what you ask for. I was talking to God the other day. I said, God, my... My, my bracelet business done died out. You know, nobody ordered no bracelets. Man, I got 30 orders in 10 minutes yesterday. I got scared. I said, Lord, I can't do that, but you just asked for it. <laughs> you just asked for your business to prosper, and now you got more business than you can handle. You just asked for a promotion. You just asked for healing. You just asked for more money. You just asked for your children to get better. You just asked, and now you're scared to handle it. Be prepared for when God get, oh my God, when God give you an increase. God don't give pebble increases. God give milestones. He poured out. Read. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians. Oh God, I think I'd have been better if nobody would have asked for no bracelet. Than to die in the desert. Look what he says. So you think an increase means desert. So you think an increase means dry up. When he just said over there in the er earlier verses that we read that he'll make a way in the wilderness. He'll make a way in the dry places. So whatever's dead, he's going to make a way. You know, let me tell you something how, 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 how awesome God is. My heart was to bless people that, that got a graduate today. I had sent out several orders, wanted people to come and get, become, you know, be part of the graduation. And many said, no, no, the virus, no, I got something else to do, you know. I said, okay, it's okay. But watch this. I had other plans for them. They didn't know I had a blessing for them. I didn't tell them. I just told them about the graduation. I didn't tell them there was another blessing behind the graduation. Some of them got excited. Those that got their blessing. I know they got excited. They're going to send me a call after a while. Give me a call after a while. But watch this. 
God just told you he wants you to live. But then he ain't tell you there's an abundant living on the other side. There's extra on the other side. You just keep looking at, I'm just barely making it. No, God say, no, you're, you're abundantly blessed. I got more for you. Just don't give up. Don't think like the world think. This ain't over. Quit looking at your president and talking negative. And quit letting people come in your place in your face to keep talking about your president negative. I had to cut some pastors off. Because all the pastors want to do is talk about the president. I said, man, I ain't got time for that. Hey, Doc, what you doing? Hey, man, I'm sitting here. I ain't doing nothing. What's up? Man, it's president. Hey, man, I got to go. I'm busy now. You can't allow people to be in your circle who keep trying to make you a triangle. All they want you to do is go. No, sir, I'm a, uh -uh. I'm a square and I'm a circle. What are you saying? A square and a circle, Pastor? Because I'm going in all kinds of corners. And then, and when I get to that corner, I'm going around and around and around. I'm going to stay in my blessing. Come on, somebody. Watch what I say, Rita. Moses answered the people. What Moses said. Do not be afraid. Uh-huh. Stand firm. What? Stand firm. Moses said, stop talking negative. You are depleting yourself to your next level because you are going through something. Read. Do not be afraid. What Moses said. Do not be afraid. When my loved one called me and said, Dad, I got the virus. I said, oh, my God, first thing hit me in my heart. First thing hit me was death. I said, wait a minute. Uh-uh, you ain't dying. No, sir. Dad, I got this. I got this. I got this. I said, I don't care what you got. I speak healing in the name of Jesus. We weren't talking on the phone, but I could type it. You still can read it. In the name of Jesus the Christ, I decree and declare you are healed. I plead the blood over you. Come on, somebody. Wait a minute. The devil, the devil can read, too. I checked on a few hours later. I said, how you feel? She said, I'm just sweating real bad, but I'm breathing pretty good. I said, praise the Lord. Go ahead and keep sweating, baby. Sweat it out you. The next morning, I checked on. I said, how you doing? She said, dad, I slept like a log. I said, go ahead on, Jesus. That's what happened when you don't fold and give in to your fears. Stand on what the words say. Change your atmosphere. Change your neighborhood. Change your community. Change your house with your mouth. Read. Do not be afraid. What Moses said. Do not be afraid. Say it again. Do not be afraid. Read. Stand firm. What you say? Stand firm. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this now. He said, stand firm. What are you saying? You see the enemy coming. You see the enemy getting ready to attack you. Don't you move. Let him keep coming. That's what he's saying. As the enemy get closer. You keep, get, you keep standing. Don't you run when you see the enemy. Stand firm and you will see God fight for you. Read. You will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Uh-huh. The Egyptians you see today. The problem you see today. You will never see again. Woo! The Say it Lord, again. The problems, the Egyptians you see today. Uh-huh. You will never see again. Say it again. The Egyptians you see today. What happened? You will never see again. This problem you see today, you're going to another level. You're going to use that problem and climb to another level. <laughs> Tell the Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my problem, because I'm going to another level, God. Hallelujah. I'm so glad y'all ain't here, because I can boogie. Read, reader. The Lord will fight for you. What you say? The Lord will fight for you. Say it again. The Lord will fight for you. One more time. The Lord will fight for you. God gonna fight for you. You need only to be still. Just be still. Quit moving. Now, when he say be still, he's not talking about your footsteps. He 
He's talking about your spirit. He's talking about your mind. Calm yourself down. Settle yourself. You know God with you. He done been there. You done been homeless before and he done help you. You've been jobless before and he helped you. You'd have had children problem before and he blessed you. Why are you worrying now? He'd have been too good to you. He'd have brought you from a mighty long ways. Don't give up now. I'm going to give you the four steps uh, that I've mentioned earlier. I want to give you these four steps to uh, going to your next level. I want to give you four steps. Four steps to your next level. Step number one is Philippians 4 and 8. Write it down. I'm going to give you all, all four scriptures and I'm going to get out your way. Philippians 4 and 8. Isaiah 41 and 10, <clears throat> Philippians 3, 13, 14, Philippians 3, 13, 14, Psalms 51 and 10. I'm, you know what? Give me another mic for Angie. Hurry, hurry. Give me a, Run, run. Make it fast and, and tell McIntyre. So, Alicia, you're going to read Philippians 4 and 8 <clears throat> and also Isaiah 41 and 10. Alicia going to read Isaiah, Philippians 4 and 8 and Isaiah 41 and 10. And Angie going to read Philippians 3, 13 and 14 and Psalms 51 and 10. Angie, you're going to read Psalms 51 and 10 and Philippians 3, 13 and 14. Are we ready? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to give you four steps <clears throat> to, uh, to your next level. Four steps. Four steps to your next level. Then I'm going to give you three practical steps to your next level. Okay? First step, number one, is Philippians 4 and 8. Do your best for the best. Do your best. Number one, do your best. For the best. Do your best for the best. You are working for him. All right? Keep that in mind. I don't work for my boss. I don't work for IBM. I don't work for the police department. I don't even work for myself. I work for him. Okay? Because he said he gave me the ability to get wealth. Now, Philippians 4 and 8 says what? Finally, brothers and sisters. What? Whatever is true. Whatever is true. Whatever is noble. Watch this. Let me start over. Read it again. Finally, brothers and sisters, uh -huh. whatever is true, whatever is best, whatever is noble, whatever is best, whatever is right, best, whatever is pure, best, whatever is lovely, best, whatever is admirable, best. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, if anything best, think about such things. Think about best. Oh, <laughs> so do your best for the best. For your next level, do your best for the best. Philippians 4 and 8. What Isaiah 41 and 10 says. So do not fear. Uh -huh. For I am with you. Oh, number two is don't fear. <clears throat> don't fear. I had a loved one to give me a call this week from Atlanta. Another loved one, a, a young lady called me. She said, she said, Bishop, it was amazing how God did it. Because there was a lady in front of me. It was raining real bad uh, Wednesday night when we left church. It was raining hard. And so I'm on 40 and I got a little scared because my truck was kind of swerving a little bit in the rain. And I saw a truck pass by me. She was doing at least 80, 85. And she passed by me in jackknife and slammed into a, a, a rail and, and almost flipped over and came back down. The car was tore up. And so I pulled over to the side to help her. And, and so I was, I was stunned. It just, you know, it's raining, it's late. And so I'm a little worried. And cars passing by me and, we, and it's dark. And so I got out my car to help her. Hey, you all right? You need anything? She said, no, I'm good. You know, thank you so much for helping me. I'm on my way to work. I'm a nurse, but I can't go to work now because my car tore up. I'm a little shaken up. I said, do you want me to stay? She said, no, I'm good. Appreciate you. All right. But I'm still shook because I see all this happening in front of me and it brings back memories. Let me say that again. I see what you went through and now I'm shook all over again because it brought back my past. And the Bible told me don't live in the past. But because of what I saw you going through, it made me scared all over again because of what I went through in the past. 
Watch this now. So as I'm driving, headed home, I'm still shook up in the rain. I'm going slower now. I'm scared. God had a young lady call me from Atlanta. She said, uh, she said, Bishop, you know, my, my daddy got, died. He gone on now. And I know my daddy would talk to you. So I want to talk to you. I said, okay, what's up? She said, I, I'm getting my degree and, and I'm, I'm a little scared. I said, what you scared about? She said, I'm just scared because that's a new, new, new area. It's a different area that I'd be going in all together. I said, well, you, but you went to school for this. Yeah, I know, Bishop, but I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm a little nervous. I said, what you scared? Wait a minute now. I'm in the rain. I'm the one scared. But because God used somebody to bring fear who had fear, it, it helped me to preach to them to come out of fear. And it helped me to come out of fear. So watch this. I'm preaching to her. I said, girl, wait a minute. How much that job paying? She's about 130000 I said, I'll be doggone. You're going to be fed. You better go get that job. She said, but I've been doing this other job for 15 years. I've been doing this for 15 years. Bishop, she said, and I'm a little afraid to go in this other area. I said, but you know it's guaranteed. She said, yeah, I know, but I'm a little, I'm a little nervous. I said, girl, come on here. We're going to pray that off you. I said, you went to school. You didn't invest too much now to walk in fear. You were at the door of your breakthrough, and now you're scared. You're at the door of your breakthrough, and now you done got fearful. This ain't the time to start walking backwards. God said, now is your time for elevation, and you are about to give, it a, give up because you are used to what you have now. Come on and move to the next level. So number two is what? Don't be a fear. Don't be walking in fear. Read Isaiah 41 and 10 again. So do not fear. What did it say? So do not fear. He ain't asking you. He's telling you. Don't operate in fear. For I am with you. What you say? For I am with you. God says he's with you. Do not be dismayed. Don't. Oh, my God. Don't be confused. For I am your God. Because he's your Lord. I will strengthen you. What you say? I will strengthen you. So where you're weak, God said, I'm going to be the strength. I'm going to help you go to that next level. This quarantine time is time for you now to buy a house. Whoo! This quarantine time is now time for you to buy a car. This quarantine time is now for you to look for another job. This quarantine time is now for you to write that book. See, you, 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 you here in the general, it's time for you to go to the next level. No, no, I'm going to be specific to you spiritually because I'm prophesying to you. It's time for you to go to the next level in that particular area. Your job, your marriage. It's time for you to invest in your marriage. It's time for you to invest in yourself. It's time for you to show love to yourself. Quit showing love to everybody but yourself. You're tired of your family. God gave you that, per that family for a reason. What if you lost them? Because a day coming. You want to have some memories. Build some memories up. Watch what it says. I will strengthen you and help you. Yes. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Ah. So number one is do your best for the best. Number two is don't be fearful. These are, these are steps that I'm giving you on how to go to your next level. Do your best for the best and don't be afraid to move. Angie, number three, Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says what? Brothers and sisters. Yes. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Uh-huh. But one thing I do. What? Forgetting what is behind. There you go again. I'm forgetting my past. And straining toward what is ahead. And that's number three. Press. Straining means press. I'm pressing forward. What do you mean pressing forward? I'm pressing forward from my mind. My mind is trying to tell me I can't do it. My mind is trying to tell me I can't go to the next level. My mind is telling me I'm stuck. No, I'm not stuck. I'm not going to let my mind hold me down. The only person can hold me down is me. 
Nobody can hold you down. Nobody can hold you back. Nobody. I done seen too many mothers with three children, four children, five children, and still go get a master's degree. I done seen too many fathers who, who done got kicked out and was homeless and now driving a 2020 BMW. I, done, I got guys who are in the healing place. They were drug addicts. We used to pick them up. 20, 30 guys from the healing place, drug addicts, 15, 16 years ago, and bring them to church. And I seen two or three of them. One of them helped my daughter. One of them used to be on drugs so bad, he, taught, he saw my daughter on drugs. He helped her. He said, listen, baby, your daddy helped me. I know your daddy can help you. He preached to my daughter. Well, look at it. I'm sowing seeds and didn't know the seed was going to come back for me. You never know who you can bless. I don't help people in this, in this church. I said, oh, my God, Lord Jesus. And then they turn around and bless, bless the church and me. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, I'm glad I helped them. Sow your fruit. Sow a seed so you can get a fruit. Watch what it says, Rita. I press on toward the goal uh -huh. to win the prize yeah. for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. So the Bible says the place that I'm going, God called me there. That's how you got to think. Where I'm going, God called me there. Where I'm going, I, I don't know how I'm going to get there. I don't know all the steps, but I do know this. God, you called me to that place. You called me to that promotion. You called me to write that book. You called me to get married. You called me to go to school. You called me to be healthy. You called me to do. See, you got to think, how, what is that God calling you to do? And then when he asks for the increase, don't be afraid of the increase. Have the right attitude. So number one is what? Do your best for the best. Number two, don't be fearful. And number three, press forward. Press forward. And we're not talking about the obstacles of people. We're talking about the obstacles of your mind. Quit letting your mind hold you back. If only I had a husband, well, you ain't got one, now press. If only I had good health, well, you ain't got it, now press. If only I had a lot of money, you ain't got it, now press. Quit making God be in the good health. Quit making God be in a marriage. Quit making God be in the money. God is too big for that stuff. If you make God be big, he can do the impossible. I done seen people with no legs driving a car. I seen a man who don't have no arms. He, he's a Michelangelo in painting using his mouth. He can paint with his mouth and I can't even paint with two hands. The gift of God. People can't even hear, but yet they can read your lips. The gift of God. People can't even, can't even see, but they can use their hands and read the Bible with their hands. The gift of God. The senses kick in. Watch what it says, uh, number four, Angie, Psalms 51 and 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God, uh -huh. and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now, look what he's saying right here. Ask God to help you. Well, Pastor, that's, number, that's last. Don't worry about the order. Ask God to help you. Number one, do your best for the best. Number two, don't be fearful. Number three, press. And number four, Ask God. Read that verse 10. Create in me a pure heart, O God. David is asking God to help him have the right heart. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. See, see when, when I get my money, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't going to wait to I get my money. Then ask God, okay, now what to do? No, no. I, I already got vision. I already got plans in my head. I'm just waiting on the resources, but it's already planned out. 
See, that's, let me give you three practical steps to your next level. I'm going to give you three practical steps. Step number one, what is your vision? What are your dreams? You must have dreams. You must have a vision. Quit just getting stuff and then, okay, you got a stimulus package. What do you do with it? Have a vision for your $1,200. Don't be like some people say, oh, man, I'm going party. That ain't no vision because you got to party again. But this time you're going to party off your light bill, your water bill. I still got my stimulus. I'm just going to tell you right now. Don't ask me nothing because you ain't get nothing. I got a vision and you ain't in it. I already got my stimulus. Been had it for months. And I'm holding on to it because I ain't never had it in the first place. So go ahead and use it and save it. Then I thought about it. Oh, I'm going to use that to pay my car off early. <laughs> get out of debt. See? You got to have a vision for where you're going. And then as you have a vision, watch this. I'm saying to myself, I'm going to pay my car off so I can be able to give more money to the church. No, no, my bad. To the Lord. Have a vision. My sister-in-law in, in Maryland, her mama's building a, 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 a new school in Africa. The church, we sold $500 to it. I sold personal money to it. And, and they were just shocked and so excited that we gave that much money. And guess what? I got a plan. I'm going to sow some more money because they built a school in Africa. And guess what? We're a part of that. You ain't going to never make it to Africa, but your money will. So what plans are you having so you can do more for the ministry? We got people in this church who do work in this ministry for free. They give, I mean, they, they can get a nice love offering. And they say, no, I want to sow it back to the church. You think God ain't going to remember them? Whew. Where I left off at. Number one, three practical ways to your next level. Three practical ways. I gave you four steps to your next level. And I'm going to give you three practical ways. And I'm going to let you go home because I'm tired. Randy might have to do 11.30 because I'm tired. Randy said, wait a minute, I ain't started for 11.30. Uh, number one, <laughs> what is your dreams? What are your vision? Number two, what needs to be pruned in your life? In other words, who and what need to be cut off? Do the TV need to be cut off? Do Facebook need to be cut off? Do Instagram need to be cut off? What do you need to cut off in your life to go to your next level? What's hindering you? What do you spend more time with that's bothering your next level? Number three, sow into your future. If you believe in yourself, save for yourself. Sow into yourself. Go read some books for yourself. My daughter, she, my daughter we, we talked to her. My daughter's in rehab. My daughter said, uh, we talked to her. My, she said, Daddy, Mama, I'm studying my book, my IT book. I graduate in, in December. I'm getting ready to graduate, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm studying my book. I said, look at my daughter. She in rehab with a vision. Her first vision was to get healed. Her second vision is to get her IT degree. You mean to tell me you got people in prison, people in the hospital who got a vision, and you sitting here whole and you don't have one? Come on, make plans for yourself. Quit living from paycheck to paycheck. God is bigger than a paycheck. But you got to serve him for who he is, not for what he can do for you. Guess what? I'm, th I'm through with y'all. So I say bye. Assalamu alaikum. If you want to give, give. If you don't, that's on you. But I'm a giver. God bless you.